0: Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business office design and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive a strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hi everyone, Katherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. So we here we are on the very last episode of this mini series on habits, number four out of four. And this one's kind of longer, so I almost feel like I could have split this into five sections. I want to start with a story. And it's about a habit I created in my life. What I did was I knew I wanted to get more reading in. And I was reading a fiction book every evening before I went to sleep, but I wasn't getting any nonfiction books read. And I would say, oh, we're going to do it during the work day. Well, that just never happens. I'm super busy during work. So what I decided was that I would start reading first thing in the morning when I wake up. So I get out my Kindle, which I actually keep in my bathroom charging so that it's not in my bedroom because blue screens in the bedroom, not such a great idea. And I read for about 15 minutes. Got a lot of certifications I'm taking, a lot of reading I need to do. Plus I just love to read in general. One of my values is to always be learning. Habits are tough to start. They are definitely the bane of existence for my clients. And when they come to me, they're fed up. They want to control everything. Their ADHD, their time, their chaos, their habits. Control. Why is this? Because ADHDers can feel out of control or our ADHD can feel out of control. We can harness the challenges and level up our superpowers by building habits like some of my clients. One decided she absolutely needs an analog method for planning and started a bullet journaling habit. Um, another didn't want her days to be overscheduled because then there's no room for her creativity. So she's switching to doing weekly planning on Sunday. And she's got like a theme for each day, as opposed to trying to figure out how to fit in all the things each day, looking at the bigger picture of the week. Another one just loves the group accountability power hour so she can get her <laughs> brochure done before making dinner. Some of like my clients don't have ADHD, but they're overwhelmed small business owners. So don't feel as you're listening to this podcast as if you're not included if you don't have ADHD. Because These ideas around how we maintain our habits work for all of us. So the first thought is about pairing habits. I don't know if I had talked about this yet, but I pair the habit of plugging in my iPad at night when I brush my teeth. So I paired an existing habit, brushing my teeth, and tied putting the iPad plug in in the bathroom uh, so it's in the same location and it's at the same time. You might forget to input client information in your database, so you want to pair it with the call you make to that particular client and put those notes in the follow-up right then. So let's talk about maintaining habits. The first thing is always to know your why. And we talked all about that. We talked about intentions, et cetera, in earlier parts of this mini series. Why are you trying to create this new habit? Reading for me is a fundamental value. Exercise, taking care of myself is a value because I'm a cancer survivor and it's how I manage my ADHD. Second thing is to know yourself. It's not just a matter of motivation and willpower, even though there's an entire book written on the subject to willpower. Structure and routine are not the superpowers of ADHD. We love bright, new, shiny. So when we're building our habits and then trying to maintain them, we have to recognize we're going to fall off the plan, off the train, if we don't mix it up. So for example, exercise. It's wise if you are an ADHDer and don't love structure and routine to maybe change the times of day you exercise or change the types of exercise you do. There are lots of ways to keep it new and fun. Ever hear about people who buy four, five, six, ten planners? It's because they can't choose which methodology they want to do. So February ends up being the month that's filled with piles of planners, gathering dust on our shelves because we're just not finding the exact right planner that fits our brain and our brain changes. This isn't bad. It just can be tricky and difficult if you're trying to do it too often. I used Asana for six years for project management before trying a whole bunch of different project management softwares before landing on Todoist, which ironically is incredibly like Asana. It's hilarious. But my brain needed something new. Six years is a really long time, so go me. The goal is to find a system that works for you and then stick with it. So one of the things that's one of my sort of boundaries things is that I use a Google Calendar And I make sure that I don't say yes to anything without consulting my calendar ever, because my brain can't remember all the things my ADHD just gets in the way. What gets in the way of your new habit? Make sure you know what that might be, what might make you quit. It could be distractions or that space between time where you're finishing one task and moving on to the next. You know, that whole self-activation thing is really tough for us. So make sure that you don't grab your iPad and play Candy Crush in between meetings because you might be late to the next meeting. Keep that iPad in another room if you have to. I keep mine in another room and I just bring it in to take notes for clients or I hide it under something in my office. Tackle only one habit at a time. This is the third strategy. We can't just focus on a whole lot of stuff all at once. Sort of like those 50 tabs that are open in your computer or your brain at any given time, They're distracting. We don't think they are, but they are. They they are kind of reminding us of stuff. One habit, like if you want to start walking daily, you will find that you probably start to eat healthier because you feel better. You'll also set yourself up for a better night's sleep. So you've created one habit, walking daily, but you've really started to change three new habits because of the one habit you started. So check that out. And the best part of that particular habit is saying walking daily is all those habits, walking daily, eating better, getting enough sleep, great for managing your ADHD. Fourth one, micro steps. Don't have crazy high expectations for yourself. You're going to have to give yourself a lot of grace. First of all, you got to shut down the itty bitty committee because that thing is that voice in your head that says all the crap that tells you that you can't do it, you're not good enough and all that other crap. Just keep things super simple in your micro steps. And remember, you are perfectly, imperfectly human right now in this moment. You don't need to be better to have value. You have value as you are right now. Thinking in terms, again, of like weight loss, instead of focusing on, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year, focus on the next five pounds or focus on deciding you're only going to eat dessert once a week, that's us. Maybe decide you're going to do meatless Mondays because you want to put more plants into your diet. Lots of ways you can tackle this. The next one is peer pressure, also known as accountability. Have a buddy. When I walk, I walk with my neighbor. We walk her dog at least four afternoons a week. We get in about one and a half to two miles. We joke that her great Dane is hell of a workout coach because that dog will tell her it's time to go take a walk. And then she texts me and I text her and we figure it all out. Some days we only have time for a mile walk, but we still go because Building this habit isn't about being perfect. It's about just getting it done, no matter how it looks. Get over the perfection thing. It's not always going to be pretty. Some days we can't go together, but I know she's going to ask me, did you walk? And I'm going to ask her, did you walk? So we walk anyway. I certainly have seen her go by my window and she's seen me go by hers. So no doubt there's a lot of accountability and peer pressure in that, which is fabulous. Let's apply this to a work project, buddy up with someone of your work teammates and hold each other accountable. I actually set up an accountability group for my clients. It's called Productivity Power Hour. We meet three days a week. And in that time, we get on, we tell each other what we're going to work on. I set a timer for 50 minutes, five, zero minutes. We go to work. And then at the end, we virtually high five that we got some onerous task done And three times a week, my clients know that they can get tons of work done in that time frame. Right now for me and most of my clients, it's taxes. It's figuring out the books for the past year, getting it all done. Believe me, when someone else is paying attention to what you're doing, you know that they're keeping track of you. You will get shit done. Trust me. Say no. Have boundaries. Know your triggers. So boundaries aren't just about saying no to people. They're about saying no to certain kind of lifestyle situations. So it can be no to what's in your environment. There's lots of ways to create boundaries in your life. For us, what I'm thinking of specifically was how we used to keep a whole box of cookies down in the downstairs pantry area, very close to the television. So it was really easy to run into that little pantry and grab those cookies and eat them while we were watching TV at night. Now we keep those cookies really far from the TV on an entirely different floor. We no longer even have ice cream in the house. We've just eliminated or reduced temptations. We've made our environment help support us and our goal of creating this new habit of for us, we're both trying to lose some weight. So it doesn't mean we never have dessert. It just means we try to limit it to maybe one or two nights a week. And by setting an environment that's conducive to that, it works. It really helps us. Keep track of your progress. I have an Apple iWatch that tracks my fitness goals. I keep track of my clients' progress in the productivity power hour. You can keep track of how you're doing with your work. Maybe you set up some very sort of simple spreadsheet with different kinds of goals, OKRs, which are objectives and key results. You can then track and see how you're doing, where you're bringing in new clients. One of the ways I look at mine is I have everything color-coded on my calendar. So if it's a client, it's dark green. If it's a potential client, it's light green. Networking calls are also light green. Speaking events are a different color. Everything's color-coded so I can see where, where my work week is going. And if I don't see very much green on that week, I know I didn't spend enough time either networking or getting out there and speaking or talking to people, making sure that I'm bringing new people into the funnel. Really important, easy way for me to measure an objective goal. Or goal that I have. Finally, and possibly the most important thing in maintaining your habits is give yourself a reward. For heaven's sakes. you tried something, you did it. Celebrate that. Whatever it is. In my case, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to have a cookie as a reward. I'm just not. But I have an entire list of things I do that I call like self care rewards. So I should do self care anyway, not just as a reward, but You can also add these in as a reward. So one of mine is to read a book. I love to be able to sit in front of the fireplace for say 30 minutes and read a book. Really enjoyable for me. I have an entire list of these self-care rituals, habits, ideas, whatever you want to call them. I will actually post the link to that in the show notes. I hope you will take a look at them. If you're not sure, if you say to yourself, well, I don't know how to fun. I don't know how to unplug. I don't know how to do something that takes care of me and makes me feel really good and rewards myself. Check out my list. And that will be on the website, productivitybydesign.com. I don't know exactly where yet because we're creating it now and putting it up, but I promise the link will be in the show notes. I have loved doing these four episodes of Habits this month. Uh, January is organization month. We are getting ready to clear the clutter in our garage. The day this drops, I will actually be deep in the garage doing a major organizational day. So, if there's any way you can get into the habit of starting to get some things organized, it's a great thing to do. Uh, Last thing on this, I have got someone who comes about once a month. We go through paperwork, we tidy. I am determined to be letting go of more and more of my stuff over the course of. The next year, did it last year as well, kind of fell off the wagon somewhere around September, October. Getting right back in it again. If you drop a habit, if you get distracted, if you lose track, you can start again. There's no like magic fairy one thing out there that says you have to do it exactly a certain way. There's no, I guess fairy one wasn't really a great example. <laughs> no like magical person who's Watching over you, saying you didn't do it perfectly. Now you have to quit. Don't quit. Just try again. It's all good. Building habits takes time. Anyone who says they take 21 days is full of baloney. That's a myth. You can go back to one of my last episodes where I talk all about the myths of habits. Stay tuned for the podcast in February. We have four great women who are coming on to talk about all kinds of areas of small business entrepreneurship and having super fast ADHD brains or inattentive ADHD brains, which is more of the folks who like to sit in the field and research things. That is going to be amazing. February, it's lined up. Amazing women. Stay tuned to the podcast. If you love it, please leave us a review. Reviews help us get more people. If you have a question, want to ask me about habits, hit me up at support at productivitybydesign.com. Have an amazing day. Thank you for being here you've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM.